praise. Charlie and his bride are opening up their home June 7th for the next giving meeting. I know, isn't that fun? If you've not ever experienced that, man, you will want to. It's as close to first century giving as we can get. It, it, it really is. We, we encourage folks just to give, give straight to the need, but hang out with the folks where the need is needed and live life with them. But if you do want to give through the bucket, then we all gather once a month and, and we pray it out of the bucket. And uh, so Charlie and his bride are going to open up their barn June 7th. So thanks for doing that. You want to lift us up? Absolutely. You're the man. Almighty God, as we come to you tonight as, as a body of believers, your word says we are many parts. We are many parts of one body. So as we sit here tonight and we hear your word, Lord, let us soak up your word and take, take it out with us as we part different parts of your body into this world and share it with, with those we come in touch with. We thank you for the many blessings that you've given us, and we thank you for the beautiful March weather in May, because <laughs> it's very much been a blessing. We just pray, Lord, that you would, as we go out to, to the world, that you would lead us and guide us and be beside us and in front of us in all that we do. Bless Mike as he gives your word. Speak through him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Charlie. Super cool. Uh, we are eventually going to be back in Acts, but I want to go ahead and set up where we've been and and um, and just launch. I mean, it, it's it's going to be a crazy ride. Hey, did any of you guys ever, when you would go to a pool, you know those? What are they called? The zero entry. You know the ones where the water would come up and you could you could easily just traipse into the pool and. The water would come up over your ankles. Yeah. I love those pools because I'm not the best swimmer. I, I swim now, you know, thank God. And um, I do float a little bit better than a rock. Um, but I want us to kind of use that illustration, that analogy, as we launch in, into a little bit deeper water. You go where God wants you to go in this conversation that we're having. And if that's up to your knees and that's all you want to go, you hang out right there. If you want to go backwards and hang out and get a little bit more secure in that and hang out with someone there, it's like that illustration that Dotson gave us about the chain that someone's typically in front of us, someone's typically behind us, and you're kind of in the middle and you're... So find those safe people in your life where you can do that, okay? So what I want to do is, so in this setting, what we are about to do is we are about to launch right into when the Holy Spirit came. But I want to set this up first. I want us to go back and remind ourselves of where we are. So first, take a look at Luke 24, verse 44. And so in this setting, we're in the 50th day when, the, when Pentecost, when the Feast of Weeks was being celebrated. So there's massive amounts of people in the city. Okay? And as we have discussed over the past few weeks, there may have been some that came for Passover. It was too long a haul for them to go back home, so they stayed, stayed back. But we know that there's a massive amount of people in the city, and they are about to celebrate the second pilgrimage of the big three. And so here we are. And so we're getting close to the 50th day and it's Luke 24, verse 44. And, and so let me just read this. It said, Then He, Jesus, 
said, When I was with you before, I told you everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. So Jesus is saying, My coming is fulfilling everything that you've ever heard or read in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. If, you were, if they had these back then, which they didn't, it's the biggest portion of the book. And what Jesus is just telling them is saying, everything in there is fulfilled through Me. All your have-tos are fulfilled through Me. No more have-to. You get to. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's a biggie. And so He says... The law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. He even said in one of the other Gospels, he said, I've come to fulfill the law, not to abolish it. So when you fulfill something, you've made it complete. And then like what we saw last week, in, 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 uh, in the same context here, Jesus' once for all sacrifice blew up the tablets. Obliterate the law. It's fulfilled through Jesus. And so as he's telling them, he's saying, look, he said, I need you to wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. And he does this down in verse 49. He says in verse 49, he says, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Then Jesus led them to Bethany and lifting his hands to heaven, he blessed them. 51, while he was blessing them, he left them and he was taking up into heaven. All right, gang, go back to 49. Bless you. And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father has promised. But stay here, until the city, stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with what? Power. From where? Heaven. Big time big. All right, do we have the word? Throw this up here. What does that look like? When you first see that word, doesn't that look like dynamite? All right, go to the next slide there. All right, so it's not pronounced that way. Look how it's pronounced. Everybody say this together. Dunamis. Dunamis. Isn't that a fun word? Come on, it is fun. Dunamis. You want to name a child that maybe. It's my son, Dunamis. Huh? All right, go to the next. Look what, look, look what this is. He just said, I'm filling you with dunamis. I'm filling you with power. From where? Look what he's talking about. I want you to read that. It's inherent power. Power residing in a thing by the virtue of its nature. Quick time out. What's God's nature for us? Is God for you? Yes. Does God want the best for us? Yes. Absolutely. Did God know that life is going to be crazy hard? Yes. Therefore, He sends His through His Son the promise of the Holy Spirit to do this. The power to perform miracles. Sometimes my miracles just get in my rear end up out of bed. Yeah. Right? I mean, come on. What's the miracle in this? And so let's keep going. Keep that up there just for a second. Dunamis. Luke picks up the narrative in Acts. Go on over to Acts chapter 1. 
And I'm going to start verse 3. Acts chapter 1, verse 3. During the 40 days after His crucifixion, He, that's Jesus, appeared to the apostles from time to time, and He proved to them in many ways that He was actually alive. And He talked to them about the kingdom of God. Remember, we talked about one of those extensively when He was on the shore and, they were, and the boys were fishing. You remember that scene? And He hollers out to him, and He asked Peter the three times, Do you love me? And we dissected that and said what Jesus was saying. He said, I want you to help folks learn soul care. To learn how to nourish one another. How to tend to my sheep. How to feed my flock. And so he, he was living with the guys and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Verse 4, once he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. What is the promise, class? The Holy and what does the Holy Spirit have? Oh, I love it. Mom got it. Come on. Dunamis. Let's just have fun saying that. Dunamis. Oh my gosh, that's fun. Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift He promises I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days, in just a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so I want to get us into our anchor verse and then we're going to dissect this. Acts chapter 2. On the day. As a matter of fact, it's today. Did you know that? May 15th is Pentecost. 50 days prior, we were in this room and we celebrated Easter. It's today. You're in the room. been just told to wait. You don't know He's coming on today. It's already been nine days, going on ten days. But you're waiting. You're part of the 120. And you're sitting in a room and for probably for most of us, we're scared to death. We're just not quite sure what's going to happen next. Because we're seeing people that are following Jesus. It's not going well. But we keep reminding ourselves that we've lived life with the resurrected Jesus. He told us to wait. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. Anyone around a few years ago when we had the tornado on Good Friday? bunch of us were. I wasn't in the path of that. But I just wonder what that sounded like. And would this have just made that sound like a gentle breeze? It's the dunamis of God showing up on the scene. I think they probably heard it throughout the city. As a matter of fact, we're going to see that they did. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. 
Look, <laughs> you're in the room. How many speak a foreign language right now? Anyone? Got a couple. Kind of, sort of. I'm in the room. I'm from Coffee County. I'm from Tullahoma. And I'm sitting here with you. And we've lived life. Let, let's just pretend for a second that we were on the scene when Jesus came into the city when it was Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna! And we were laying palm leaves down. Thousands were there that day celebrating the arrival of the Messiah. And now over 50 days, 50 days, 50 days, it's down to 120 Maybe you were some of the group that Jesus sent out earlier when He sent out the 72. And you were part of that group that when you came back and you said, Lord, even the demons are obeying us. Or maybe you were some of them and they said, oh, you have little faith because there wasn't a miracle one being done. Could they have been part of that 120 that's in the room? And now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, when the dunamis of God arrives in the room, they're speaking languages they had no idea they could ever speak. Do you think even some of them were looking at one another and saying words and going, you know, and I'm just going to say, dude, I have no idea what I'm saying here. And then you coming back going, I have no idea what you're saying. But the people out there are going, dang, Bibbo's speaking my language. He's from Tullahoma. And you can almost hear the sarcasm just ooze off of it. He's from Coffee County. I've seen him. Yet I understand every word he's saying. And he's talking about Jesus. He, as a matter of fact, he won't shut up. <laughs> I knew he was a talker. But he keeps saying Jesus is the Messiah. He's a way for our salvation. Where is that power coming from? How are they doing that? Do you believe that? Do you believe him? When did their languages stop? We're not told that. But here's the thing. Do we trust this, what it says in the book? This is where we get to get really rigorously honest with ourselves here, gang. Do we trust what we just read? Do we believe that the 120 were filled that day with the dunamis, the power God performing miracles. Yes. Yes. Amen. Do you believe those miracles can still happen for us? Yes. That was a bigger yes. I like that. Someone comes up to you. Vivo, how do I receive the filling of the Holy Spirit? Well, you tell them. You believe. Go over to Romans 4. There are so many verses to back this up, but this is one of the this is one of the biggies. Romans 4, verse 16. 
So the promise is received by how? Yep, by faith. It is given as a what gift? Okay, free gift. And we are all certain to receive it whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's, for Abraham is the father of all who what? Believe. believe. Do you believe? Yes. Then you have received the dunamis of God. <laughs> That's incredible. You have received the dunamis of God. It's going to get better. You'll get riled up here in a second. <laughs> I want to insert one thing in here as well. It says whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. The other one that you can put in there is your law. Whether or not I live according to the law of Bibbo. So whatever it is in your life that you discount yourself of being right with God, you can uh, get rid of that one tonight. And allow the dunamis, the power of God to set you free from you. Ephesians 1, verse 13. Ephesians 1, 13. Now, anyone uh, Jewish born here? Anyone? Okay, no. Someone are even kind of considering that. I don't know. Am I? Maybe. Could be. I don't know. I wasn't. I'm a Gentile. So now it says, Ephesians 1, verse 13, And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, He identified you as His own by giving you what? Amen. Whom He promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that He will give us the inheritance He promised and that He has purchased us to be His own. As His own people. He did this for what, gang? That's it. So, so you see the focus? You remember last week when the folks were building their Tower of Babel and their emphasis on building that Tower of Babel to reach the heavens? They said it. It said so we can make ourselves famous. And we, we kind of had fun with the song, you know, watch me, watch me, watch me. I had me some moves going on. Right? Remember that? And so now we're saying, look, in the Holy Spirit here, there's 120 people. You think God knew their heart? I do too, absolutely. I think there were so many conversations within that room before the dunamis of God arrived. And now the dunamis of God has arrived. And it's changed their life. Forever. And so what's God's motive for all that? You don't have to go there. But it's John 3.16. It's just, it's just so full. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His own, one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. There's a, there's a piece in Second Peter where it says, God desires for no one to perish. He desires for no one to perish. And yet, so what's the purpose of the Holy Spirit in this setting right here? It's to glorify Him. And someone's starting to say it. He wanted to create a way for us to connect with other hearts where it would close the communication gap in that particular scene. 
And so what's our motive? Here's the thing. Here's where I think we get tripped up just a little bit. If, if God's purpose is for no one to perish, shouldn't that be ours? But now, gang, we're in the safest spot ever. <laughs> we're going to have some more rigorous honesty with ourselves. Do we give that much energy on thinking about folks who have never heard this? The gospel? The dunamis? Power? Of Jesus Christ that can change your life forever? Amen. Will you get rejected? Absolutely. Not all the time. At some point, the light switch will come on. Just look in your family group. Don't look any further outside that. Do I love everyone enough in that group to share the gospel of Christ with them? To let them know that they have access to dunamis power that will perform miracles. And so instead of you reaching for whatever's going to make you feel better, I've got someone, it's not a something, it's a someone that will reside in you and comfort you through your mess. Amen. And so what I think has happened, gang, I really do. Now, this is, this is where we get to help. And I believe you can do it because I see you're already doing it. Is that I believe that over the time for Christianity, for the over the time of Christendom, we've made our gifts Tower of Babels. That if you don't have a particular gift, then you've been dismissed. I have felt that. And so I want to just set tongues over here on the side a little bit because that's the one that everyone wants to talk about. Are there ever any arguments over someone having the spirit of joy? No. No. <laughs> I, I haven't yet. Does anybody ever get bent out of shape on how you participate in the spirit of self-control? Does anybody ever get bent out of shape with you whenever you exhibit the fruit of loving and kindness? So how do we help folks tear down walls? How do we not separate ourselves in this? How can we be a people that unite? Because see, we're eventually going to go through this. We're going to go through all of them. Could it be that we don't trust the motive of the people that are exhibiting the particular gift? Yeah, I got my hand up. Now, alright, let's go back. We're the 120. We're in the room. How many of the other folks through their words saying they must be drunk? They're from Galilee. He's from Tullahoma. Why are we questioning it? It's di there we go. It's different. We don't quite understand it. So what if we just call a timeout and then we have this, these conversations with folks instead of putting them in a bucket of dismissal, asking if they could explain it. 
Could you help me understand where you are in your relationship with Christ? I think those would be incredibly cool conversations. Could you quite help me understand where you are? Someone may ask you that. Could you explain where you are in your relationship with Christ as you exhibit the gift of teaching? Where did you exhibit? How did you squeeze the fruit of loving kindness so much? Did He just blow that into you? Do you see some of the conversations that you can have? But the first person you cannot dismiss in the dunamis of God is you. Have you cut yourself loose with the dunamis of God? With the power, with the dynamite, with the the miracle-performing power of the resurrected Jesus Christ in you in your day-to-day? Not here, gang. This is the safe place. I'm talking about out there. Whatever gift that God has given you through His power, are you exhibiting that out there? And the answer to that is yes, I see you. But here's where we get to do a little moral inventory. When do I ever stop myself? And why? Why am I stopping myself with this particular person or in this particular circumstance or in this particular situation? Am I believing the power of Christ within me to carry me through the awkwardness, the perceived trouble, the perceived I'm not sure how I'm going to be received or rejected. I'm really not sure how this life is going to live out for me. Where's Kyle? The guys that are through here, anyone that understands life at all, life is stressful. Right? So therefore, the Helper has come. And so Kyle, as people come to you and pray, when we're, going to, we're, about, we're going to close this down here. I want you to speak one word to each person that's coming over in this circle with you. And whatever, that, whatever the word is that comes to you as far as fear, anxious, whatever they are, tired, lonely, that you would speak that out so someone can pray that over you. In the name of Jesus Christ, pray that stronghold away. That we're not going to make attachments to something or someone that is not of Jesus Christ. It's as Deb said, gang, you're operating from a place of victory. The Word says that the enemy has been publicly shamed through the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's table turning, flipping... All right. Oh, it's making me sweat. <laughs> Let's do this, gang. Kyle, get yourself over here. As he's getting himself right there, I want us to continue to be in the mode of the 120. Don't check out, gang. I'm telling you, we're seeing there's no more important time right now for this young man than right now. He's learned a lot while he's been here. But the training wheels come off tomorrow. I'm not sure what tomorrow looks like for you.
So he's going to need numbers. And he's going to need us. And so I believe when the 120 were waiting for those 10 days, they didn't know how many days it was going to be. I believe they did this. Because it had been demonstrated for them. As often as you break the bread, do this in remembrance of who? And he took the cup. As often as you drink of this, it's the promise of the new covenant. It's the promise of the gift. It's the promise of the inheritance. It's the promise of dunamis. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we thank You for this time. We thank You as this celebration is going to continue for us having received the Holy Spirit through our yes. Father, I pray that if there's anyone tonight in this room that hasn't said yes to the miracle performing yes of Jesus Christ, the dunamis power, that they would do so tonight. Father, as we sing and we celebrate our unity, Father, our unity, not only here, but outside of these walls, that our unity is through our yes in Jesus Christ. Father, I pray over Kyle and everyone that is coming around him right now that he would believe those moments that are going to be the toughest, that he has resurrection power within him. So Lord, this is a beautiful moment. We thank you for this and we thank you for who you are in us. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.